Good morning, SoundCloud. Actually, I shouldn't say SoundCloud because then I'll upload this one to SoundCloud and if I'm going to get it on another uh, podcast place, I'll remove the SoundCloud uh, advertisement. So, so far, SoundCloud is the only place that will play my fucking podcast. So, at the moment, I'm quite happy to say their name. Um, I applied to iTunes, the other place, and... I don't think they ever got back to me, so fuck them. Um, I haven't done a podcast in bloody ages, I'm sorry, but I just never have a space with, like, no people around and, like, good, quiet sound. But I found a place. <laughs> um, so, and, and also a good, like, 20 minutes to just rant to you guys and no one look at me like I'm insane. Um, but more and more these days, I'm really not giving a flying monkeys whether people think I'm insane or not. Um, so I'm going to talk to you guys today about, um, well, coming back to England, because I've come back to England for a few months, um, the differences between America and England are shocking. <sighs> Okay, can I just say, if you are American and you listen to this, first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, if you have ever looked a British person in the face and just not said, hey, do you mind if I do an impression of your accent? And then they said, you know what, I'd love to hear an American's version of a British accent. And you've said, okay, cool, let me do it. If that conversation hasn't happened, don't do a British accent. I cannot tell you I lost count of the amount of times when American people who I previously would have thought I was just like oh these are very decent people uh not Americans just the people I knew and suddenly they just did an impression of me just to my face like I literally would say a sentence and they'd be like <laughs> oh dude no you don't couldn't be asked like uh, an absolutely abysmal, oh, echo, oh, an absolutely abysmal impression of my accent. Now, I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm a privileged white girl. I've never experienced fucking racism in my life, but, nah, it's not racism, that's pathetic. First world problems, oh my God. But, don't just, don't, how dare you? Would you ever, I, would you ever just, just literally someone says something to me and they said it like in a funny way or I didn't like the way they talked or I didn't like their expressions and I just fly out to their face and in front of people just made fun of what they just said. So many professional people, so many predominantly polite people so many people that I would think knew better in America just made fun of me to my face and I don't even they genuinely when I would be like okay then I don't even think they thought they did anything wrong but first of all not cool to just impersonate someone's accent just full stop second of all when you haven't prerequisite, whatever that word is, prerequisite, fuck, prerequisited, no, no, forget it. You haven't uh, 
previous to the fact, have... Oh, fucking hell. When you haven't said to the person first, hey, I'm about to do an impression of you, would that be okay with you? Um, no, never heard that. Just heard me saying, oh, um, I can't even think of an example. There were so many times. And I had, to, like, where people just make fun of you and I'm, I had to take a moment to think, okay, they're not doing it maliciously. They don't really seem to know that that's completely inappropriate and rude. Don't explode at them. And I did not ever explode at people, but I came close a number of times. Yes, we say rubbish instead of trash. But 90% of people around the world say things differently to each other. Really? If you are the type of person that hears someone from a different part of the world and instantly needs to be like, different, different, sounding different, I must acknowledge that different to me, different to me and all people around me, you need to reassess your life. And I suggest travel more, meet more people. Obviously, not everyone has the luxury of traveling. That's very first world and rich, privileged white girl of me to say. But if you can travel, do travel. Or here's an idea. Just don't openly take the piss of people. Just don't. Just don't do it. Don't do it. No, don't do it behind their back. Especially don't do it right to their face. And don't do it in front of a room full of people. It's rude. Okay? I don't go up to your children when they... Three-year-olds that talk absolute nonsense, which I actually really love. This is my favourite age of children, when they're old enough to speak and say sentences, but not quite old enough to make any sense whatsoever. So they know what they want to say, and they, they... If you... if You you know what it's like? If you look at a picture, you know one of those, like, see the secret pictures in the pictures... You know what I'm talking about. And you have to like step back and kind of relax your eyes and then you can see the picture. But if you if you concentrate too hard, you can't see the picture. You have to relax. So that is what, I think it's like th- when they're like three. I don't know when babies start talking, like whenever, that age. And they're talking <laughs> and their sentence, there's a start, a bit middle and an end. And you can hear the the rhythm of a normal sentence and maybe the odd word. But if you think too hard about it, it makes no sense because in actual fact, it does make no sense. But I found a way recently, if you like relax your ears in the same way that you relax your eyes in those pictures, they're actually making sense. Those children have something to say and you've got to try and relax and listen to it. You know what I'm talking about. It, it's like, um, Megan, I'm gonna the monster and the you got like, I'm sure that's not a great impression. But my point is, if your child came... I love that age. It's really cute. But if your child came up to me and said that, I would not look at you and them, laugh at the child, and then do a rude impersonation of how stupid that sentence was. Because they're different to me. They're a different age. Leave them alone. That's how they talk, their children. I'm English. This is how we talk. Leave me alone. It's not your job to point out to me that we're different in actual fact english people invented the language english which there's a huge hint that they did that with the name of the language okay i don't want to bring that up all the time to american people who tell me that it's trash not rubbish but the language is english
Okay. Moving on. I love America. Um, well, I mean, the current state of affairs is uh, dire, to say the least. But the actual, actually living there, oh my God, it's so great. Like, literally, you can just, okay, all right, no, 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 I've got to preface this, saying that I am a privileged white girl, okay? And uh, it's very easy for me to say, I love America, it's really great, it's really cool, I love, it. okay, I do understand that, like, obviously a huge percentage of people are not experiencing a great time living in America right now, so I'm being a fucking idiot and ignorant to even say this, so maybe I shouldn't. But I'm just going to say that... Um, you know I didn't get free healthcare that sucks you know all this shit but little things just the little things okay huge things but like political things like oh my god nightmare terrible situation but all right let's talk about like unimportant things that don't matter and you know because why else would you listen to a podcast by me you're not looking for world advice you're just looking to pass some time and listen to some shithead just rant so I'm going to do that. I'm not one to disappoint. Um, so in England, or maybe I'm being generalizing, whatever. In England, if you want food at four in the morning, fuck off. Like, no. I think the latest kebab shop I know that's open, one mm, thirty in the morning. And I don't, I'm not, I don't really drink a huge amount, but pubs, bars, Pubs close at like 11, most of them. Bars, one, maybe two. And clubs, like three, maybe three, maybe. But like in America, or where I've been, this is based on my experience. I should preface it by saying that, my experience. And it's not going to be the same as everyone else's. But I feel like in America, you want anything, any time of day, you got it. Like, it's open, you, you want donuts at 5 a.m.? Cool. Open. You want uh, um, uh, paracetamol at 3.30 in the morning? Go to the... Oh, my God. Not only is it 24-hour, but drive-through. I think, I think I saw a drive-through. It was either a CVS or a Rite Aid. And I was like, fucking... I don't even need to get out of my car. Again, it's a land of the privileged, which fucking sucks because let's imagine I didn't have a car. My car was a piece of shit, but I was lucky enough to be able to afford any car, which is lucky, right? I'm fucking privileged. So you can, as long as you can pay for a car, you never have to get out of it. So, you know, um, yeah, drive through like pharmacies, drive through Starbucks. I don't go to Starbucks because it's dog shit, but you know what I mean. Drive through fucking obviously in and out, perfect drive through, but that's always supposed to be drive through. But things that you wouldn't even think. Oh, drive through banks, banks, twenty four hour drive through banks. Like I feel like LA is where people get shit done, and. You know, when my dad came to visit, he was like, why are all these people uh, <laughs> just uh, walking around in the day? Doesn't anyone have jobs? And I was like, yeah, this is like the one place in the world. Well, mm, I don't know. But a place in the world where like people don't have nine to fives, really. They don't have like, you know, the set out job lifestyle. Like a load of people in LA are comedians and then they do their shows at night. So yes, in the day, they're going to be getting their other shit done and be on the streets and not in a suit. 
like, you know, act- actors. You know, n- someone told me yesterday, actually, I think it was Lilith or Clarissa. Anyway, one of them, they blend into each other. Um, oh, <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this. They probably won't. Uh, one of them told me that, like, I think it's like 95% of all actors in the world, all of them, like, whether they're Brad Pitt or me, <laughs> so a wide range, are unemployed at some point. First of all, that seems like a really obvious thing, but it's very strange. Moving on from America, it's very strange how when you're an actor, this is only going to, okay, this is going to appeal to actors to listen to this, but also hopefully educational for people that aren't actors, okay? So actors, believe it or not, want to be acting, you know? It's what we like. We want to be acting. It's what's what we want to do for work. So, so, but as you know, or as you should know, acting is not a job like every, like a lot of others where you can be like, you know what? I feel like being an actor. So you go and you apply um, to be an actor. I mean, in in some senses, you kind of can, you can like talk, you can apply to to have representation, blah, blah, blah. But like, (laughs) there is a shit ton of people that want to be actors. It's not just like, you know what? I feel like being an actress and being in the films. Um, I better get on that. Let me just uh, be in a film. That's not how it works. I'm sorry. When I finished Skins, <laughs> I was first of all, I was like 18. I had just turned 18 or something. And then I was like, hmm, okay, so this job has finished. So what I'll do, because I don't have parents that would like just fund my life, my lavish lifestyle forever. I I didn't have a lavish lifestyle, but I'm just making fun of people that do. Um, Because I didn't have parents that could be like, oh, sweetheart, here's some, here's some pocket money here. Here's a car here. Like, oh my God, I sound really bitter. I'm not bitter. Um, And I have been provided with a lot, like most of the things I need in life. So I'm very, very lucky. But I didn't have parents that could just unlimitedly pay for me for shit. So I was like, my job's finished. I'll get another job. And I was 18. So I was like, okay, there's a bar down the road. I'll get a job in a pub. Um, It was a Weatherspoons. If you are British and you don't live under a shell, you'll know what Weatherspoons are and know how bloody awful it would be to work in one. Fine. I didn't care. I just wanted to make money because... You just have to make money to pay for shit in life. That's what happens. So for two years, no, three years. I think I worked there for three years, like part-time while I was auditioning in the day, et cetera, et cetera. And I had a few acting jobs in the meantime, but like I was fucking 18. Like if you, and I had people every day, every day, all day coming up to me and asking me, hey, uh, you that girl from Skins, right? What happened to your career? What happened? And I very politely was like, what do you mean? I have a job. I had a, I had one job and then it finished, so I got another job in the meantime. I, I'm not just going to sit on my ass and lo- spend all the money. Wait, you know? Duh. Like, that just tells me more about you than it does about anything else. Like, you would just get one acting job and then never work again. Mm-mm, that's not how it works. So to all my fellow actors out there, I feel you. You don't, I know, you don't go flawlessly, seamlessly from one job to another. 
You know, that's not, it's not a nine to five. You don't just get your first acting job and then you get promoted to straight away to, you know, better shows, promoted again eventually to films. You know, that's not how it works, all right? It takes fucking years of work. And sometimes it never pays off. I mean, most of the time if you do work hard, it usually pays off, you know, at some point. But, you know, it's a fucked up world. Like, it, you know, it's fucked up, but... It doesn't help when people, when you're 18 and you've done a huge fucking thing. Wow, this sounds really up my own ass. But you've done a huge thing, huge show when you're really young and people saying to you, what happened? Did you fail at your career? When actually I felt like I was doing pretty good. You know, I, whatever. But so, yes, you don't just go from deciding to be an actor. People come up to me now and they're like, hey, uh, when are you going to be in films? You should be in a film. And I'm like... You know what? That is a great fucking idea. I am going to get right on that. I'm going to literally, I'm going to call my agent and tell her, you know what? I had this great idea. I should do films. It doesn't work like that. Okay. You have to work for years. You have to put the F in. A lot of people think you just get one lucky break. No, it's hard work like every other job and you have to keep doing it. Anyway, so I thought that was funny that my dad came to LA, the town of actors and comedians and whatever, was like, hey, how come no one's in a suit and how come everyone's on the street at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday? Because everyone has weird random jobs that don't fit the status quo, okay? <laughs> my dad was so funny in LA. Oh, my God, so funny. He is a nine, he's like bog-standard nine-to-fiver, so very funny to see his reaction. Um, but yeah, so America, pros and cons, of course. Mer- LA is 24-7, that's what I'm saying. I liked LA, 24-7, fucking great. The thing that I didn't like about LA is uh, the rife insecurity. Like, so much insecurity. Like, not not in a way like, oh, people are assholes. I, I don't think people are assholes. And no one, you know, sometimes people do things that make them seem like assholes. But actually, you know, they are being, they are doing asshole behavior, dick-like behavior. But, you know, it doesn't, it's a lot of the time coming, not coming from them being an evil person. It's coming from insecurity. It's coming from like, you know loads of different shit people do things for all different reasons and it's not because they're fundamentally assholes it's because they might have been through some stuff that you haven't been through they might have seen some things you haven't seen they might you know you don't know what anyone else is dealing with anyway the thing is the thing that i don't like is you know or not i don't like i made me sad in la like a lot of the people and i don't want to say women because it I'm, it definitely affects men too but I I have more female friends than male. I have very few male friends, actually. So, you know, I come across... I spend a lot of my time with women. I don't spend that much time with men. Um, I probably should work on that. Uh, but, yeah, I, it made me sad because I thought before going to LA that this whole stereotype of, you know, size zero um, models and actresses not eating because they want to be... I was like, mm, but it's not like that anymore. I think, like, I mean, obviously it, there is some instances, but I thought predominantly, you know, probably ignorantly I thought this, but, like, hoping, really, that you don't really need to be a size zero to be successful. Like, 
That's ridiculous. That imagine if imagine if and people are like, "Oh, men get it just as bad too." I mean, nah. I know men ha- have put have body image things pushed on them nowadays a lot, but women have been the subjects of this is what sexy women look like. This is what men like. This is what you need to be like since we were embryos. And you know, yes, yes, a huge amount is put on men too, especially in LA. But come on, if you're going to tell me that men have, like, for the past century had as much pressure on them uh, to look a certain way as women, I'm sorry, slap you in the face. Uh, they, ha- they just haven't, okay? Like, you, you know, they just haven't, all right? And when I got to LA, I was sad because all around me, I heard and saw with my own two earbuds, uh people that were miserable because they were obsessed with being skinny enough, uh, being pretty enough, looking young enough. And I, 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 I don't care about that shit. Like, okay, so yes, I don't, you know, I'm not an ugly person. I mean, you know, debatable. <laughs> but people could turn around and be like, yeah, well, it's all right for you. You don't look that bad. Like, whatever. But, okay, so first of all, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't think I'm even good. I don't think I'm attractive. <laughs> but I feel like I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what? I hear of these women that, like, don't want their boyfriends to ever see- Or, uh, you know, oh, I don't want to sound like an arsehole just bashing on women. But not bashing on them. I just feel sad. Like, that they don't want to see their... They don't want their boyfriend to see them without makeup. They don't want anyone to see them without makeup. They don't want... They can't go to the fucking grocery store without makeup on. Or without, like, a proper outfit. Like, dude... That is no way to live. And it is no one's... It's Well, it is someone's fault. It's not their fault. It is fucking society's fault. Like, imagine being... I'm sure a lot of you listening... Well, a lot of you listening. I don't think anyone listens to me. But, but people listening... Obviously, we feel the pressure of, like, to, to look nice. But I just kept thinking about this. And I was like... You are a human being... And you are not the same as any other human being out there. And everyone is trying to look the same as each other. And when I say that, I mean like, you know, we've been told it's acceptable and pretty to look this certain way. So like, I guess at the moment, it's like big lips, you know, um, sculpted jaw lines and cheekbones and uh, the, the microbladed eyebrows in a certain shape, um, a certain body, you know, and it's like, to, to try and keep up with what other, first of all, no one should be telling us what we should look like, that's fucked up, and that's the original problem, but second of all, I wish there, I think everyone should, there should be a way that there's free therapy from the age of like, 12 I, I, I honestly think I'm gonna go off on a tangent here but I honestly think if therapy and counseling was available and free for, to us from a young age it really would prevent a shit ton of uh, mental illness and like you know criminal activity you know drug drug addiction you know if you I saw in LA 
what happens at least in the uk we have some ac- well they do in america as well but normally if you're rich you've got access to this kind of thing but here with the nhs we do have some access to mental health care and i had therapy when when was i think i was like from 19 to 20 no 20 to 21 i think because uh, it was only available to people up to the age of 21 um so if you're young, there is, if you're younger than 21, there, and probably older as well, but I don't know about that, but younger than 21, there is uh, counselling therapy available through the NHS. You just need to talk to your GP about it. There normally is a waiting list, which is the thing that sucks. But again, it comes with it being free and the NHS being overworked and understaffed and underpaid and underfunded. You know what I mean? But there is some option, some option. And, and it, I think it goes by like importance. So if you really, really need help, help right then and the situation is serious you will be seen faster than someone who's just like you know what I do need to deal with my mental health and but they're actually they're not a danger to themselves so re so don't let there being a waiting list put you off speaking to your GP about it because um it is on uh you know the waiting list is on importance you know like you know like the the a and e uh, if you go in with a gunshot wound you're going to be seen before someone who has like a, a pain a stomach pain you know so, well i say that i hope i think i know uh so yeah so so but when i lived downtown i was like oh my god this is what happens when people have no access to mental health care or any health care from a young age and then when um and then, you know, if you're fucking miserable and you don't understand your own brain and you can't trust your own thoughts, which I feel you, like, as I've gone through all of that, and not all of it, but, you know, I understand it to a certain degree. Everyone's experience is different with mental health. But, he, of course, if you feel like there's no help available to you and there's nothing, you feel like there's nothing else you can do and someone's like, hey, here's, like, some drugs. Uh, I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to advise people what drugs to take but if someone offers that to you you're gonna be like you know what i feel shit fuck it couldn't feel any shitter and then that drug is an, a, a a method of escape for you that is how drug addiction starts and that is why people drink alcohol too alcohol is a fucking drug and it's an escape method and if you're fucking miserable and you think there's no help yes i don't blame you for taking an escape like like feeling a little bit drunk or what a little bit high but it's not the answer and when people don't have free health care especially mental health care of course they are going to do that but it was yeah it was sad to see in la especially downtown la how many people how how much it affects people when they cut they can't get access to this kind of stuff from a young age so anyway my point is if we all had access to free mental health care maybe just a counseling session once a week with a therapist that was mandatory uh I, I honestly think a lot of problems would be prevented or at least, you know, at least managed better. But anyway, so the, so the thing about like body image and stuff, yeah, I, I, I just, I feel like that's another issue that is, you know, it's to do with like, why are we, t- we are, it's enforced upon us when we're women that from when we were younger, Disney films, Jesus Christ. I think I've spoken about this before, but my God, if you rewatch them now, oh my, I listened to a podcast called the Bechdel Bechdel cast. Yeah, it's great. It's based on like, they apply the Bechdel test theories to, or like uh, things, see if they pass to like modern films. Um, They did it one to Snow White and it of course failed miserably. Most Disney films do, Uh, pardon me. Um, 
And yeah, then they discuss it and it's really great. But fucking Disney films. Here's a few things I learned from Disney films as a child. Um, So if your waist is not smaller than your head, you're not getting a prince. You're not even getting a look at. If you smoke, you're a fucking evil bitch who's going to kill people. (laughs) You shouldn't smoke anyway, but I mean, that's not really... Why would you... You know, well, fuck off. If you're ugly or fat, you're probably the villain. Um... What are the other things? Oh, if you don't have, like, huge lips, a teeny tiny nose, and eyes bigger than your ears, uh, you're not getting a look at, and you're not getting a husband, and therefore your life is a failure. Because, obviously, the only point of a princess's life is to marry a prince and drive off happily ever after. And I would like to say that that in itself is ridiculous. Thinking that... Not even having a conversation with a man and just obsessing over him and vice versa, him obsessing over you, stalking you to some extent, weird, <laughs> just because you fancy each other <laughs> when they like drive off happily ever after. And I was like, dude, these people haven't ever had more than a five minute conversation. They could fucking hate each other in in half an hour. When we cut off happily ever after. No, they're going to go home. They're going to try and fucking cook eggs. One of them is going to be like, no, you had to cook eggs low and slow. The other one's going to be like, nah, I've heard that, like, if you cook them low and slow, it loses some of the protein or some shit. And then they're going to have an argument and they're going to be like, you know what? Fuck off. We we just, we fundamentally don't gel and our morals are different from the, the soul up. So let's just separate before this gets too serious. Oh, hang on. We got married five minutes after we met, so now it's going to be a pain in the ass to get divorced uh let's just put up with each other for 45 years no that is not my life that is not what we should be teaching kids is the aim of life you know no the aim of life and even now i'm really going off on a tangent but fuck it even now now I see people terrified of never getting married. What is marriage? Marriage is just being with someone forever. You know, you can be with someone forever without having to be, having having to be married. Like, I, I, you know what? I used to say to people, "Oh, if I ever get married, I'll I'll I won't I don't want a ring because when I was younger, I uh, I was wearing a ring and then I had an itch on my finger and then I scratched it and then my finger like um, inflated and then I couldn't get the ring off and then I panicked and I kept trying to get the ring off and then my finger got even bigger and got purple and then the ring wouldn't come off and then I had to go to the jeweler and they had to cut it off. So I have a bad experience with rings, so I don't wear rings. Um, so I wouldn't really want to wear a ring even if I was married. And also because it's a bit like, hey, do you have to brand me when I'm married? No, I, mm, no. I mean, I like the idea of a ring, but I'm not going to wear one. Uh, so I used to say to people, oh, I'm going to get like a tattoo of the person's name uh on that finger rather than a ring because fuck wearing a ring i would lose it for sure like forget it um and people 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 who were pro-marriage would say to me oh but tattoos are forever and i would be like hey buddy guess what marriage is supposed to be forever like if you are a christian or a, a religion that believes marriage is forever and you shouldn't get divorced um if, like <laughs> and you're not happy to have their name tattooed on you i'm not saying getting someone's name tattooed on you is a good idea but if i am willing to promise to be with someone for the rest of my life which i can establish right now i'm never going to because people change you change he changes or she changes you know people change and they grow apart and it's it's almost better to not have to be like i promise by law i'm never gonna go away from you because i would like someone to stay with me because they want to not because they're legally 
<laughs> obliged to just stay with me because you like me not because like if you leave you're gonna get sued <laughs> the whole idea of marriage is funny i think i would get married but i but i wouldn't have this fairy tale fucking dream in my head and it's not the be all and end all of my life right I, the focus so much i didn't think it was like this anymore but i i think it might you know a lot of people do still think this that and obviously it depends on your parents like you know first of all their situation whether they're together or not and also what they taught you um you know some people have shitty ass parents that teach them shitty ass things um some people have good parents that still teach them shitty ass things whatever but um yeah a lot of the emphasis and a lot of the like ticking off points on a successful life is like marriage now i think kids are very important to me like i have to have kids oh my god i can't wait to have kids i'm ready to have kids yesterday but it's not fair right now because i'm not in um career stage or financial stage that i would want to be to take care of a child let alone myself uh, <laughs> but anyway i understand if people are like get to like 70 and i like jesus i really the, the one regret in my life is that i didn't have kids because i feel like that's a legitimate regret but if you're living your life in fear of never getting married i mean i understand the, the want to want to find a connection with someone i agree with that i would love to to be, in, be have a connection with someone where i'm like you know what I think we can be together forever, but, you know, we're going to have to accept it's not going to be all happy marriages and whatever. It's going to be ups and downs. You're going to have ups. I'm going to have ups. You're going to have downs. I'm going to have downs. We, but the point is we will work on it. It's not going to be fairy tale. It's going to be like a friendship, you know, where we have sex. <laughs> but it has to be a friendship. It can't just be like, hey, so, I mean, I've been seeing this guy since I was 15, so I guess... Chris D'Elia does a bit about this where he's like, oh, I guess, I guess, I guess, mar- I guess we'll get married then because it makes sense. I guess we'll have kids. I mean, because everyone else does at this age. I guess, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to steal his joke, but, you know, watch it. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just feel sad. Like, I used to watch Friends and now I watch because um, uh, I've just moved in with someone and they have Comedy Central and therefore Friends is on all the time. I like it. But I'm like, dude, this is dated. Like, all three of the women and friends are like uh, like they all have storylines at one point or another where the thought of not getting married is like terrifying and i was like no the thought of being alone is terrifying as in not having any friends or family or connections or kids that is sad but like aim to have great relationships with your friends, with your family, and yes, some people have fucked up shitty families, that is really, you know, it sucks, but again, if we all had therapy available to us, we could do family therapy, we could, you know, like, I really think therapy is the answer to everything, and taking care of people's mental health really could solve, prevent, and be the answer to a lot of issues in society, but no one wants to talk about mental health, because it's taboo, so... I guess we'll just sweep that under the rug and wait till it never rears its head because it never does, does it? When you sweep something under the rug and you keep it in a box in the back of your mind, it never comes up again, does it? So it's fine. Um, so, yeah. But every woman and friends that it's like, oh, my God. I remember there's one bit where someone says to Rachel, oh, but what if it doesn't happen? What if you don't get married? And she's like, well, <laughs> it just has to. It just has to. She wouldn't even acknowledge. I know it's a fake TV show and Rachel's not a real person. But, um, yeah, like... 
I feel like a lot of people use relationships as a patch um, or, you know, to distract you from you. And relationships should just be a nice extra. Like, like I'm ha- work on yourself. You do not need to be married by the time you're 25. In fact, everyone I know from my college and like my youth who, okay, like if they listen, I'm sorry, but you know, truth hurts. <laughs> oh my God, I sound like an asshole. But, but genuinely, I'm just trying to make kids who probably don't listen to this, but feel like less like marriage is the be all and end all of life. You have your entire life. If you really want to get married, you have your entire life to get married to someone. And in fact, okay, I was going through a breakup with this <laughs> useless person when I was like, I think I dated them for like four years on and off. I don't actually think he ever called me his girlfriend. But that is the type of choice I made in men. Imagine, because I know if that guy turned around one day and was like, you know what, meh, let's just get married. I would have probably said yes. Because I was a dumbass 19-year-old. And he... Oh, my God. I, like, I uh, I dodged a fucking bullet. <laughs> like, I, I see his stuff now. Or, like... And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I dodged a bullet. But if you marry the first person you meet, the first person you date, you don't even know who you are. So how can you promise that you're going to be with them till you die? Which is what it is. You can't go into it thinking, this is why I think marriage is stupid. I think marriage is stupid. But if you get married, know what you're promising. Especially if you're Christian or very religious and marriage is part of that religion. You are promising to God Almighty... Like, you are going to be with this person for fucking ever. So you better make sure you pick the right fucking person. And to be honest, there's no way of telling because you don't even know if they're going to be that person in 10 years. I mean, they will be physically the same person, prob- most, prob- most probably. But, they, you know, people change. Life events change people. Um, shit happens, in-, in conclusion. But if you're willing to work on it, it's fine. But whatever. You can't go into marriage thinking, oh, yeah, well, if it doesn't work out, I will always get divorced. Don't get married then. You, there's no problem having a relationship with someone for the rest of your life. You know, I don't disagree with marriage. And if someone that I was with and really cared about and really wanted to be with, for, I could see working things on, working on things, working on our relationship for the foreseeable future, I would get married if they wanted to. I don't, I'm not against it. I just think... People have a weird conception of, like, if you're not married by the time you're 25, uh, you're never going to get married. Oh, yeah, that was my point. So I was going out with this <laughs> real idiot. <laughs> and uh, I, am, I am embarrassed myself. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh <laughs> so I was going out with this guy. And um, he was like, I think he's like 32 now and has yet to do fuck all with his life. So again, dodged a bullet. Um, But I was 19 and therefore I was allowing myself to be treated like shit. Because I didn't know I was worth more. I have now been through, I've been all over the fucking world. Again, privileged white girl, very lucky. Um, But whatever. I've had loads of different jobs, like from cleaning up, dog shit to being on a film set you know it 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 varies um to serving like drunk people in a weatherspoons i done most of it um 
you know, I have had a shit ton of life experiences. Again, it's lucky not everyone has those life experiences. But even if you can't have those life experiences that cost money, um, you can get all different kinds of jobs like, and, and see what you like. I, I feel sad when people think they've got to make a decision about what career they have to follow when they're like 16. You don't, like, you don't. Like, give yourself time to figure out who you are. You, you can't promise yourself to a career or a person when you're 16. You don't know who you are. And also, you're denying yourself years of discovering yourself if you do do that. I don't know how this turned into such a preachy podcast, but I, I just, I got sad, I, I get sad when people that I love and, I, and I, I, not even people I love, people that I meet, I come across, I see them and I'm like, oh, like, oh, you, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not married and you're 35, like, it doesn't fucking matter, you know, discover yourself, like, try different things, you know, just, just, it, the world is out there, there's so many different things you could do, life is out there, but if you focus on getting fucking married, it's, you know, it's not gonna happen, and also you're probably gonna end up with someone who you don't really know if, you know, if you want to spend your whole fucking life with someone, that's a huge commitment and a promise that I'm not willing to make, <laughs> well, not right now, but I'm not against marriage, but it's not the be-all and end-all of your life. The be-all and end-all of your life is learning who you are. Oh, my God, I'm so cringe. But uh, I think it's because I watched this Arnold Schwarzenegger video earlier, and it literally made me cry. Um, <laughs> he's amazing. Uh, go watch it. It's, I think it's called Arnold Schwarzenegger's Five Life Rules or something on YouTube. Oh my, It's only, like, five minutes long. I love that guy. Like, he's great. His, like, work ethic, go watch it. It will inspire you. Like, no matter where you're from, what you do, where you think your life is going, watch this video. It made me in a really good motivational mood. Um, so I had to pour it out into a podcast that probably about three people listen to. But whatevs, it's out in the world and therefore I've done my good deed for the day. Um, so, yeah, fun times. I think I've run out of things to talk about now. <laughs> um not for long probably and I also really need to piss and I've been avoiding going upstairs to the bathroom because I don't want everyone listening to the podcast to actually hear me pee and then flush the toilet because it'd be really obvious and gross so I'm gonna say uh ta-ra uh but um yeah next time I'll have a more structured podcast I think I've been promising that for like two years uh but I will and if there's anything that you'd like me to rant about please my on my Instagram, which is at Megatron, M-E-G-A-R-T-R-O-N, on uh, on Instagram. Or on Twitter, I'm at Meg underscore Prescott. Very lucky to get that name. Don't have the real in any of my uh, social media handles. Because if you have the real so-and-so in any of your social media handles, you're a fucking arsehole. Um, n- no, shut up. No. Um, so yeah, have a great, what day is it today? Is it Wednesday? Have a great Wednesday. And remember, the most important part of life is discovering yourself, not attaching yourself to some random arsehole who also has not discovered himself. You don't need to be skinny. You don't need to be a Kardashian-looking wind tunnel-type creature. You don't need to have a four-inch waist and a 50-inch ass. You can just be you. And the people that care about those things are not people that you need in your life.
Um, have a good day. Talk to you later. Rate my podcast and like follow it, share it, whatever, because I'm trying to go on iTunes and those fuckers keep ignoring me. All right, bye.